0: Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform.
1: We help collectors gain and maintain their edge all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in.
0: I haven't spent too much time in different corners of web3, but it just the the level of people in the generative art, I know better, but it seems like just in general web3 art is just so such high quality yeah. people and it's like how can you bet against
2: that? Yeah. I mean, that, that, it's it's quite funny because I had a discussion with someone uh, in a call just just before the space um, and he was asking me why why do I collect and, and why do I intensi- intensively collect last year? And I, and I told him like, it's just because these people are very talented. It's not like we're not talking about developers, colors, we're talking about artists and these people are really on a different level you know um being a collector also outside of the digital space um, made me encounter a lot of artists um, and in this space we also have like amazing and talented artists
1: who are really dedicated to the to the art Yeah i think that one of the things i love about the space is the i, I it's a phrase I'm trying to propagate, but the barriers to entry are uh, lower, and they're not as gated as much. So I think it's a really intriguing proposition where uh, you know talent has a higher likelihood of, yeah of emerging and and really starting to showcase. I, I think that it's a it's a really interesting proposition. Uh, for the long term and the longevity of art and the the growth of art as a not just a financial tool but a creative outlet for for so many who may have been stifled or or told no previously so yeah really intriguing
2: way different than the the, the traditional art where you obviously need a gallery or something like that to 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 start a journey um i think there, there i have many examples in my head of people that would have not been, not successful in the the money part of it, but like in the artistic journey, you know, uh, like having all, being surrounded by big collectors, um, I think maybe helps you, you know, be more, um, I don't know how to say that, but I guess, I guess you get the point, which is like, know, yeah. more focused and more, uh, like being supported by people. Um, I think for a lot of artists means a lot, you know, because it's like, it's very tough for artists to drop piece of art. It's not like so easy, um, for them to, to leave a baby, like a, it's like having a baby, you know, and then you, you, you give it to the world and uh, it's, it's kind of hard for them. So being surrounded by people that support you and support your art out, um, outside of the money value of it. I think that's, that makes a good platform for um, a lot of people who cannot access that in the traditional world.
1: It's a cool perspective, actually. I like that. Um, I also think that a little bit of anonymity uh, in the, within the web three space allows for people to potentially have the courage to put that out into the universe. You know, maybe they're fearful of that judgment, but with the with the Web three anonymity, yeah, you, you know, you're able to to do that and then grow into the personality or the the artist that uh, they want to be. One hundred percent. I'm, I'm gonna take a step back uh, and let's get back to basics. Yeah. Thank you so much for for joining us. Um, I really just want this to be a conversation. Uh, I've personally respected you as a collector, uh, and just your involvement. Within the the I'll call it art space in Web three. I know it's not just exclusive to that. And there's a lot of just intrigue that I've had around you as an individual, you as a collector, and, and you know. So the today's purpose is really just to get to know you and introduce you to uh, to the world a little bit more and see the the other sides that maybe you know the the Twitter algorithm won't allow us to see. So. <laughs> Do you mind just maybe taking a step back and, you know, introducing yourself and, and maybe the journey that brought you to, sure. um, to this point? Yeah, sure. Uh,
2: first, thank you for the, for the kind words, obviously. Um, I mean, the journey has been pretty crazy because I, I was, I'm not here for a long time compared to people being around like since the very early Artblocks day, I would say. Um, I I I come from the 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 web in a more generalistic way um uh, in the startup industry um I spent 10 years building startups um in a very cool place in Paris um and um yeah I I, um, I was a creative partner this in this firm and and I would not say I, I was Sur- surrounded by artists, but I always like you know to to be with surrounded by creative developers. And at some point, I'm, I got an introduction with the work of um, William Appen, uh which obviously is a big name now. Um, uh, just just around the, the a few days before uh, Anticyclone uh, drop. Um, and I, and I fell in love with the, with the thing. And it was just like, uh, opening the bank, Pandora box, I guess. Um, uh, and it's quite at the same time where I left my, my previous company. Um, don't ask me why, because I just wanted to like have more free time and enjoy life after 10 years of building startups. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it was like. The perfect timing for me because it was opening a new pandora box and closing another one and and kind of makes sense to me to first of uh, obviously invest a lot of money because it was quite a quite a crazy year i would say um but also like uh investing a lot of time taking the time to talk to artists to um to uh express my point of view and 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 support the The platforms and and you know people who want to uh build something around this movement Um, and yeah and and and, i mean i just collected like a crazy one
1: (laughs) i think that's an understatement i mean you uh and i love that you when you go i was just writing notes to to follow up on but i'll go here like when you Go into a project, you go all in, yeah. and you you definitely are agnostic and to the. It feels like agnostic to the pieces price. You just really acquire what you. Yeah. Or my observations, you acquire what you love and what resonates with yeah. you. Yeah. Maybe maybe we want to pull at that string a little bit, but what's uh, what is the. The core philosophy around your collecting
2: that's actually a good question because i i I think at the beginning it was just like being crazy let's be honest um uh i knew that i was a bit late to the to the to the party let's say so um so a a lot of projects would be out of my reach actually um so i had to focus on, on on new artists or let's say emerging artists or whatever you want to call it um and my 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 thinking around collecting is always like I want people to when they when they view the pieces in a collection to understand that this is not a single piece, this is an algorithm, and to display the beauty of the algorithm, sometimes you need like twenty pieces. sometimes you just need two pieces, but most of the time you need a lot of pieces um and then I would say the the, the rare ones, which are mostly the ones like uh, that people love uh, in a collection, are not the one I tend to focus on because it's not necessarily the pieces that represent the best the algorithm. Um, which in a way is, is kind of also like something I tend to fight against uh, because, for example, if we, if we talk about one of the biggest project that I love, which is Garden Monoliths. Uh, the pink ones, the rarest ones, are obviously grails that I love to have in a collection. Um, but to me, they don't, they don't necessarily represent the beauty of the algorithm.
1: You know? um, I have to say, that's really refreshing to hear somebody see it say out loud. And I think a lot of collectors uh, feel similarly. And, and I think that it's also the beauty of generative art, right? Like sometimes... Rarity doesn't equate to best pieces. But, yeah, you know, I'm also drawn to like, or like, it. It always goes back to the core of, you know, of the fidenza with the the black background and the black yeah uh, points. Like, there's only six of them. It's statistically very rare, but somewhat the fidenza palette is the most common, and the beauty lies within that. And I think that that's a really cool point that you're bringing up is. And I, one of the points that we love about generative art is the the beauty is really to the beholder, but it's also hiding around all the different corners of the algorithm. Water. And I respect the fact that you're collecting for an algorithm rather than just correct, collecting on, on rarity. So yeah. what I'm hearing today is there's no chance that my raw dragon will ever be sold to you. <laughs> just joking we can we can talk about
2: that after the rarity is a thing that that big collectors like because there is a there is a monetary thing behind it which is um, what we are seeing right now which is the action houses um and the museum they're gonna go for these pieces but i as a as someone that I have some pretty basic uh, coding understanding. I think the beauty of the algorithm um, resonates more, at least to me, in the average, you know. (laughs) It's it's a bit tough to say average, but uh, you know what, you know.
1: Yeah. No, and, and I have to say, I think that what's really cool from this perspective is that because your collecting style has gained some notoriety and especially the, the connection to the artists. Like when you and look, everybody has them or well, not everybody, but like there's bots and stuff that track wallets and whales, so to speak. But when you buy something, it brings attention to a project. So in, yeah. in a, in a very, maybe unintentional way, you're creating advocacy for an artist when you're able to procure their work and at least bringing eyes to them. And I think that that's a really important part. Yeah. And and what I'm gathering really early on is you're a steward of the arts and the artists yeah. specifically. So I, I really would like to hear maybe some, some thoughts about that and, and around how you and, and the platform that you've ultimately created. Yeah. Do you feel any, any stewardship or obligation uh, in your collecting? Hmm no
2: no <laughs> uh, I, I was just thinking but yeah, yeah no no um it's just i i won't collect something because uh i need to promote someone or whatever you know um i think i think that's also the beauty of it it's like people know that when i collect something it's because i love either the artist or, or the art um i obviously have a big big love for artists and i think as a collector my job is just to Give artists the possibility to pursue their art, um, and if and if like the monetary thing can be like put aside, that's 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 a big plus for them. I know that, um, but yeah, I don't tend to. Uh, I just I just collect things I like that make sense to me, not as as a collection as a wall because I know it's like too many too much pieces to. <laughs> To have something current but um uh yeah just i just collect what i like and and if that happens to help the, the the emerging artists i tend to push them a lot more i would say like for example i did a few tweets where i was like okay we have to mean this out because it doesn't make sense to me that this thing is not meaning out um but but i will not try to push too much because otherwise it's like a You know, you get so many DMs of people who are going to say, yeah, can you promote
1: me? Can you promote me? And
2: I don't want to fall in that trap.
1: (laughs) Well, and and I don't sense that one bit. I think that there's a ton of authenticity behind your approach. I'd say strategic approach when it comes to support, not monetary returns. Yeah. But I love the authenticity behind your collecting uh, and your responses. It's, you know, in in a... in a crypto Twitter right now, that may be a little bit more hostile or toxic. It's really refreshing to hear, and, and I appreciate your candor because, you know, I, I think it's getting back to the to the basics and the core of I think why a lot of us are drawn to art, which is joy, right? Like whether it's yeah, joy of looking at it, joy of collecting, yeah, you know, joy of connection with the the community of the artists. Yeah. It, it it's really refreshing. So thank you for yeah. that.
2: Yeah, and, I th- and and I also think that um, uh, uh, there is this thing which is if you always take the good path, at some point, uh, it's gonna be good. You know, it's like don't take the easy path today. And you know? most people tend to forget that. But but to me, the the, <coughs> the the most important thing is like the art, the artist, and and the relationship I'm creating with the artist as a collector. Uh, and I don't want to ruin anything of any, you know, any of that. So you have to be really careful about uh, pushing things that don't make sense, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to go back to your your concept around collecting uh, sets and and algorithms that properly mimic these sets. And yeah. I. This is something that became readily apparent to me, not only by your buys, but by your sneaker collection. <laughs> and I mean that in all due respect because uh being a fellow sneakerhead, you know, I see that you're you're collecting, you know, a series of Jordan ones or a series of Jordan fours. Yeah. Uh and it's not just the the color, but it's like rarity and um getting full what we'll call it spectrums that represent, in my opinion, what what the you know the possibilities of of design behind that that is have you always so the question is is have you always been a collector and um if so what else have you collected in your journey
2: not so much actually uh obviously the sneakers and and a few some wine maybe (laughs) (laughs) i have no time to collect it i I always like buy it and then drink it you know like a month so <laughs> it's very tough for me to collect one
1: <laughs> uh, no no it's just we have good taste either way. yeah
2: yeah it's i mean um, i mean i'm french <laughs> so we have to <laughs> uh no i would say i just i just collect like sneakers it was just like a because i really like
1: i really like having sneakers and, and it just happened to be a collection in the end but that's interesting because i find a lot of uh like myself included or you know, all the way up to somebody like Gary V. I've been a collector all my life. Like whether I collected rocks as a little kid, you know, baseball cards growing up, the the collecting aspect is oh, very. What's that?
2: Uh, um, did you hear me?
1: No, oh, I did not. Sorry about that.
2: I I think you got uh, briefly. Written, all right, sorry. Like like the last like ten all seconds right. or so. So I was just I was just um, getting in, into the um, uh, creating sets. Uh, when I'm collecting art. And, and most of the time, I'm, I'm thinking... Here's a tip, if you want to go on, um, I'm thinking, if I have a white wall and I want to display that collection, what would I do, you know? And that's, that's the basic foundation of why I also love to go to physicals, because I think, I always tend to think, even if I don't have the physical of the pieces, what if I want to display that pieces? And sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to have like a four pieces set displayed this way. And, and, and we, you can, you, there is a few artists that you can ask. I, I work with them like on the, on the exact way I want to display the pieces. Like I want, I want the pieces really tiny because I have 20 of your pieces and I want to, you know? And, and so I always tend to think in a in physical display uh of the art oh, i mean the pieces are collect and uh and I, in the end it just creates sets
1: do you uh speaking of physical displays are you experimenting at all with uh digital displays yet
2: to be honest the the, the first time i really enjoyed looking at this display was in japan with bright moments the display were just amazing quality. Uh, the piece, the, the 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 pieces obviously were pretty really nice, but but the, the 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 location was amazing. Everything was perfect. So, I mean, I, I don't think we're gonna see display in your in in our homes like in the next five years uh, because it, it's either like cheap quality and you don't want to have that at home. Or it's either like super expensive and and you
1: cannot like have ten, you know, display. Um, yeah, that that's my. I mean, I think. I mean, obviously, on the heels of the announcement yeah. yesterday yeah. with Apple,
2: but even even I that, 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 that is like it's like full grounds. So it,
1: it's not made for everyone, you know. Uh, Agreed. And I think that the, the, to me, I'll take a little bit more optimistic view, which is, yes, it's not accessible to everybody, but neither was the iPhone, the first iPhone. But now you yep. look at it and everybody what has what one, right? And I think that as the, the chip technology gets a little bit more cost effective, they scale everything from the pro version to maybe a, uh, a more accessible version. I'm really looking forward to to that's the
2: reason why I told, I tell you about the five years timeframe, because I think, I think this product is going to take a long time before we get a massive adoption. And, and one more thing, which is like, um, the social aspect of it, which is you're not going to get into my home with, with, uh, with the Apple vision, whatever it's called in five, 10 years on your face just to look at my, my my you know my collection doesn't make sense to open like open the door and i think already the the thing on it on on your on your face so it's gonna you know we're not there uh we may get there in in a, in, in a maybe longer period or we're gonna have museum and and galleries or exhibitions or uh, bright moments platforms that are gonna display and I have a lot of displays to, to show big collections, but um, but for now we are we are we have to stick to the very physical thing, which is paper and and canvas and and, and use that as a as a medium. And I think when I started like a, a collecting a year ago, when I talk to artists and I say, oh, yeah, I want, I would love a physical of of, of your piece." some of them were like, okay, super excited. And most of them were like, yeah uh, I don't know. My, my piece is made for, for screens and everything. And now it's like more and more artists are like getting okay to like say, yeah, I really want that to be printed and, and signed and, and shipped to you, you know.
1: I, I agree with you. I think the physical... Uh... Part of collecting is a very underappreciated part of what we're doing. I think there's something there is the logistical uh, re- thing really important because
2: <laughs> when you when you get to my point, there is a lot like a a, a piece in my apartment where there is all the, the the prints and physical that are waiting to get to the frame. so <laughs> You have to. You know, you have to be careful also that what you print. But but when you when you show to people, when I have friends or family coming over, and I show them like the the, the physical and I saw, and I explain to them like this is made with code and this is algorithm and there is like 500 pieces of that and I have like 10 here, and then they freak out. They're like, oh man, that's awesome,
1: you know yeah no i i'm looking forward to i have a couple prints on order myself and just the the anticipation is exciting and then the finding places to display it Uh, and i I kind of reserve it for the the pieces that are i would call my forever pieces the pieces that will reside in the wallet yeah uh you know i i can't anticipating parting with until at least the uh you know the museums come from my JPEGs. It, it's the stuff I plan on handing over to my boys. Yeah,
2: same same to me. Like the the, the Zhang plotters are going nowhere. They're <laughs> <laughs> no, going nowhere.
1: No, that's <laughs> awesome. Now you you touched on the social aspect of it, and, and we we briefly touched on it when it came to the Apple. But I think that the the social aspect to collecting and displaying is something that I'm really looking forward to. You know, as a Again, coming back to the sneaker culture, you know I always love when you're walking down the streets and somebody's like, "Whoa, dope shoes!" Yeah. Or, "Man, those are awesome." And I think that that's, you know, just like it's a sports team, whether it's a, a proper football or American football team, and you see somebody with your team's hat on, you know, you can stop and and relate to them. Maybe I'm an idealist, but I I envision a space in the future where obviously with my PFP, owning a squiggle or a punk or whatever it is, you know, I see apes and moonbirds in the in the crowd here. Being able to connect uh, with some sort of social engagement is, is going to be a really, really instrumental part of the, the propagation. What, what do you see on the social aspect of collecting or what's your core thesis around this? Mm. Or it could just be yeah. collect dope shit and then hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, at the beginning, my, my,
2: my, my, I don't like the word thesis because it's, it's like something that like grow on me also. And, and it's like something that it's not like deep in the marble, you know? Um, I would say at the beginning, my, my, my theory was that I could collect a museum, of thing, which means having like as much as I could, <laughs> uh, of, of good pieces of course um nowadays it's more like um i know i'm not gonna get like uh the albs or the Fidenza and, and some of the pieces like the the ringers and, and things like that, that are like way too expensive not not in a sense like that i cannot buy them but it doesn't make sense you know to have them um uh, to me now uh, so i don't think the museum thing is like something I should stick to. Um, I would say I'm, I'm collecting in a way that I want to, um, more and more I'm thinking like, okay, um, I maybe need to like focus on less artists, which doesn't mean I, I won't um, collect uh, emerging artist pieces. But it's like uh, when you have like five col- five collections, Of pieces five sets of pieces from an artist maybe it makes sense to keep collecting them because um you know if you want to do a show of them for example in 10 to 20 years makes sense to have a full set
1: so that's my new thing i would say (laughs) i don't know I, i i love that and i i did the same thing when you start collecting you you Get so excited, you start uh, collecting everything, and then as you your wisdom grows, I feel like you start realizing uh, casting a wide net is sometimes more difficult than having uh, precision acquisitions. Yeah, um, and and really, and that's what we've tried to do with Collector's Corner. Right, is, is really have a focus on generative art and. Not only the artists, but uh, the the individuals within the the ecosystem, uh, and really finding advocates for the space. Um, so, it's a shameless plug for Collector's Corner for anybody listening. <laughs> One of the things I would ask is, you talk about like being an advocate for the emerging artists. Like, what does that look like for you? Because it's something that I've been really trying to wrap my head around and develop a thesis on it because it's top of mind for for me also so selfish question here
2: yeah um so there's a few things obviously the first one is like um putting time and effort to find new collection new artists and and uh collect the pieces um but it's also like going to um everything that they produce so that it makes sense to me that i'm not collecting something okay i'm I'm going in many directions in my head so i need to focus (laughs) Um, so uh, i don't want to uh, collect things that you know doesn't make sense in the history of the artist so i tend to look more and more into like the different maybe one ones and editions that have been published before the, the the piece i'm collecting um first then it goes into like uh talking with young artists and, and, and not young because i've been this for that uh, emerging artists um via dm where they send me like weeps and things like that where i just give my honest feedback as a collector um it happens a lot and and there is also like um uh you know working with the artist on on making uh one once it also happens um, but mostly, obviously, it's collecting and, and finding finding unminted or uh, pieces that should be like in everyone's collection and just like collecting like a crazy one and then going to people and telling them, yeah, you have to have at least one piece of this one. <laughs>
1: um,
2: and then it opens the discussion with the artist, which is also the nicest thing, I would say.
1: Yeah, no, I think that um, the emerging artists and supporting them are is critical for the, for the growth of yep. the space and, and being able to onboard more people. Not only, I think, largely because you know art isn't exclusive. You know, I think that there are some projects like you say that have almost universal appeal, the yeah. fedenses and the ringers, but but there are also you know I think particular aesthetics that uh, that resonate with people, and the more the more art that. Gets out there I, th- I really truly feel the more people will be drawn to the space I, there's something yeah. viscerally emotional about art and being able to to connect with the your own personal interpretation of it is it's really fun yeah. so,
2: and i think there is one last thing that i'm not maybe not doing too much because i try to like express my point of view <laughs> one time and i got like not backlash but almost for that um, which is also educating the, the, the emerging artists like you know what's uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to be in trouble but let, let's say how to uh, what's the journey of like the, the successful ones or let's say the the artists that are collected that's at a certain level um, and if you actually look at the career or, or journey of this uh, this artist, you're gonna you're gonna see a few similarities, and I, f- I would I would say it's it's very tough to say to someone like don't overproduce, don't uh, don't sell too much, don't you know? But it's it's true. That's what happened in the market. Like if you look at the big, big names, for example or the 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 artists that are more sought after uh, that's what they do. So maybe at some point there is also a need for education. Um, not in the, the traditional art world sense, um, but but we need to have people and, and that that gives them direction and and, and platforms at least maybe. Um, which I think Verse for example is doing pretty nice.
1: Awesome! They're 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 knocking it out of the park. Yeah. they're they're doing exceptional work.
2: And and you know, like it's like uh, we need more and more platforms and people and collectors that speak up about that. Uh, not in the again. It's I I know why I get some backlash when I when I say that because it's like people think it's a monetary thing, which is I want to preserve my investment or whatever. Right? But it's not at all. It's just it's just if you want to like don't uh, this market is like super intensive it's like once you release something there is a, a big moment for you and you're shining and then and then you have to go back to you know producing new things but it's also like taking the time to produce the things you know like don't don't get to the the craziness of the the space and and take your time as an artist and 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 reflect on what works for some art some other artists and then maybe maybe just maybe it could work for you also yeah
1: we'll we'll have to talk offline on this because i have a lot of thoughts on it that's not public but i i love what you're saying sorry (laughs) to interrupt jp no
0: no no it's okay look i i think it's important to bring it up like we can't pretend like this doesn't exist because it does and look the reality is that some artists are feeling like, okay, this space is going to go away really quickly. I need to make as much money as I can now because in two years it, it might go away. And if you're operating under that assumption, then you may make a choice that you wouldn't if you think that it's going to be around 5, 10, you know, 50 years. Yeah. Yeah, and I,
2: th- and I think, I th- again, it's like, um, I had this very interesting discussion with uh, with an artist um, <laughs> Who was about to release his, his first collection, and it was like, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know how to, you know, is it enough? Should I push more? Um, uh, should I like already publish this one and then work on the other one for like, like, like do some sort of whips project? And and I was like, in the end, it's up to you. But I think uh in any pieces like in in any form of art um people value like you have this very uh, interesting thread about uh, what makes a historic piece and um i think there is more than just like the time you know it's more than uh the time you spend on it it's it's also like the the artistic um uh thing you you're Putting into the piece and, and the algorithm and, and the, the the story you want to tell to people and then, you know the reason why, for example, I'm I'm in love with Iskra and and, and her work is like, always like so deep and so many layer layers of understanding. I would say. Um, so yeah, I was uh, anyway. I was telling him that, and it was like. Yeah, but I'm not a, I'm at this level, and I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's like, I don't know to express. Every artist has different feelings and emotion and, and journey, but maybe if you look, if you look around,
1: there is some similarities around the the biggest name. Well, I think it goes back to authenticity. You know, to to start pulling out a common thread in the conversation is, you know, I I, I really. You know, I've I've loved Zankin's journey because he has, uh, you know, obviously Garden monoliths and some of the more premier, uh, blue chip, high dollar value pieces. But I think the a very often overlooked project is the the carbon capture, right? Yeah. Like he he released something that was very innocent, an open algorithm, open mid, and it provides a very very interesting. Uh, entry point for anybody willing to to collect and same thing with his editions. I mean I remember buying his editions when it wasn't in vogue to buy editions for like a hundred tens yeah. you know and it's like uh, I think he's done a really great job of being authentic to his himself his style and then allowing for entry points along the way and, and I think he serves as a beacon to yeah Yes, certain people have limited work, but at the same time, <laughs> great art is great art, and people are going to resonate. Yeah. with great art.
2: But at, at the same time, uh, being a friend of Zankin, uh, I can tell you the the backstory is always like is is asking himself like a thousand questions about the the artistic journey. Like, does it make sense in 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 that journey? Does it make sense to have so? much editions in the market, so you know. So, um, I think we need like people uh, uh, around the artists, not necessarily collectors, um, but we need to have people to that educate and, and man, maybe give more um, education uh, education in in the sense that uh, traditional, like for example, if we take a lot of things in the traditional art world. There is a lot of things that doesn't work for um, the digital space, but there is a lot of things, a mistake that has been made, you know, in the past, or things that you can avoid as a young artist. And I think, um, yeah, I think I think we need to also like be uh, have more open discussion, like we're having, of course, right now, but more open discussion between the artists, the collectors, and, and the platforms, and and to give the tools and and. At least answers to people because even the big names they they struggle on some uh, questions that may apparently be silly, but like uh, there is a big influence on the you know what you know my There is a
1: big influence after that. I think part of the issue is the space moves so yeah. fast, right? And 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 it's hard to to keep up uh, even with a niche or as an artist and and with the the accelerated nature of it there's uh, a really interesting demand uh, almost into and i mean that with almost a negative connotation yeah. for artists to produce work and and, and being transactional but uh, I'm, I'm projecting some of my own stuff on there i think that was really intriguing Is we just you know interviewed snowfro last friday and he talked about how the squiggle algorithm was a half to 3 year journey for yeah. him and I think that, you know, when you reflect on it, like that's pretty incredible that uh, the fine tuning and the tweaking and, you know, again when the podcast comes out, it will it will show that like there are these things that we've come to know and love, whether it's the bold squiggle or a fuzzy, that we're almost happy accidents from exploring the algorithm and taking your time with yeah. it. So I look forward to an, a future where artists are able to take the time and explore stuff because i always wonder to myself what could have been if there was more time
2: but i think it's also i Um, think it's also like um uh it's not only the artist i think it's also the collectors like for example i i I lowered my pace of collecting right now um there is a lot of pieces that i still want to collect but i'm i i of course the price is gonna rise at some point i know that for sure but uh, i would say i was stupid for, for saying that now but Anyway, I need and I, I know there is pieces that I want to collect, but I need to take time to collect them. Um there is also the platforms uh jobs. It's also the platform jobs to reduce the space, which is like, for example, maybe at some point we need to have like um uh, uh shows that display the past work and not new works, you know. We always want new things. Um but but if you take like um we, we talked about Zanka and Marcello. Uh uh, Iskra, you know, oh, William and and uh, Tyler, you know, it's also good to like. At some point, maybe we need some shows where we will display their past work and not new works. But uh, people tend to always. Yeah, it's it's always like I, I told you, like people almost like uh, forgot charcoal seed, which is an amazing drop that Zenk did like a month ago. Uh, And we don't talk about it anymore, you know?
0: Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, Jared. I mean, I think a a lot of this is, you know, all of us learning, like you were saying, you know, the the space is so new. Um, For me, I've only, it's been slightly over a year now for me. A lot of these platforms are new. I think even from a economic standpoint, need to figure out like what's the right business model right i mean right now these platforms are primarily making money by releasing new work but maybe you can have a subscription so there's an incentive to showcase these these old works and have a show like you would at a museum where you can come and, and see the show and same as collectors i mean this is the first uh probably the first bear market in the art art market in our art market and i even talking about it like a crypto market and you know people yeah. are getting impatient people are losing interest um is this going to survive and obviously the art that keeps coming out is beautiful but just so much i think uh, maturation that will happen across the board uh and so you know i think we just all have to be patient and you were like i think you said it earlier in the conversation like this is going to be five ten years like th- this isn't going to happen overnight yeah.
1: 100%. When I feel like the space is just so disjointed, right? Whether it's between multi-chain art or, or even like within the Tezos ecosystem, like you have some stuff on Versum that for a long time didn't show up on object and, you know, there's stuff on FXHash that you can't see the the stuff on object. I mean, even within one chain, it just becomes the, the aggregation is going to be an interesting uh, dynamic moving forward because in order to truly appreciate an artist and their art, I think it has to. I mean, kind of what DD's been saying the whole time is like, you got to look at it as a collection. Yeah. Like, the, and I love seeing the artist's progression. I mean, we did a deep dive into Matt Deloria and he's got some really amazing pieces on Tezos that almost get little to no attention yeah. solely because they sit on Tezos and they're almost predictive pieces to what became some of his art blocks. Uh, legendary collection. So I, I think that there's just something along the way and that there's a story to be told that's not being yeah. appropriately captured at this time. Yeah.
2: I have a, I have, like there is a lot of thoughts <laughs> right now, Matt but uh, uh, I would also say like for example um, because we say the, the bad things but the good thing is also like for example if you take a platform like Tender, um, what they are doing with the icons um, maybe it's just a part of generative art and it's like uh, something like the most selling or whatever uh, monetary thing you want to talk about but it's also like uh it's sort like a good um view of like what's the state of the art in generative art you know or ai because they're also doing ai um and i think that's also that's a good thing that <laughs> that needs to be you know talked about uh when we say we want to slow down the the space of the
1: the digital art no, I'll, I'll do a, a hard pivot here because uh, I, I want to be respectful of people's time. Sure. And it's somewhat controversial. But do you have any philosophies around Tezos art versus Ethereum art?
2: Um, I don't. <laughs> uh, I collect both. Obviously, more on Tezos. Uh, I'm more known for my Tezos collection. Um. But uh, uh, the the reason being, it's pretty simple for someone that has, uh, that wanted to invest a lot of money in a short period of time. The price of Tezos was like so down compared to uh, um, a few months before. So the entry point was like super low for me. Um, So obviously I was frenetic about collecting, but there is no like to me like a, uh, ETH, Tezos, or I'm actually not collecting on, on other blockchains. Um, maybe I should, but there is no uh, I have no like, you know, conviction about a blockchain. I was talking about that with someone like since I'm not like a crypto OG or whatever you want to call it um, to me the, 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 the blockchain are are, are just technology Um uh, so I actually don't care at all.
1: <laughs> <My credit. laughs> I, I have a tendency to agree with you. I, I have a, a long-term perspective, as it sounds like you do. And I think that once we get that five, ten years out, the displays are agnostic to the blockchain. You know, There's going to be bridges and other things that just display it. We'll, we'll all look at it as just art and laugh at these conversations. Pretty sure. Uh, about blockchains is, is my, my theory. Uh, and and honestly, the more I look at it, the more I'm actually investing in Tezos related art, r- relative because I just feel like the value is there. And then, you know, we we brought up the name earlier, so I'll go there. But William upon dragons, to me, is just it's crazy to me that there's this almost unanimous exceptional artist. The the industry, the collectorship, everybody's rallied around William, and yet his really genesis pieces the 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 dragon project is isn't as widely collected or or even known about like it's just i look forward to the day where we all just look at it as art and and not um but again not leaning into it. again there's two ways to see it most people and that's
2: most people on tezos actually see the way that it's oh the, the the price is not what it should be or and the way I see it is more like, okay, that's a very good entry point for someone outside of this that want to jump in
1: and I want to collect Williams' work. Uh, 100% agree with that. And, and I think that, you know, I think it's presenting opportunities for entry that haven't existed in, in other. Totally. Or, uh, and I think that that's what's really intriguing. And I look at that Teslas as a way to onboard more collectors because i mean there
2: is a lot of there is know. a lot of very good collector on, on Eve that missed the world journey of zanken when you think about it that's stupidly crazy stupidly crazy right so just see it as a way like it's uh, collect things you like don't be stubborn on, on one blockchain uh which i think it's <laughs> it's also the sorry it's also the same for anything in life don't be stubborn um and 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 if the price are way below that's good entry
1: point you know that's a uh, i'm sure that recommendation in that comments coming from years of professional success and startup but you know i agree with you the 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 maxi position it's never good in, in anything exactly it, it, it creates a very yeah. binary world and that world does not yeah. exist right yeah um even guess, more when
2: we're talking about art.
1: Like, you know? I 100% agree. And, and I think that's, again, going back to Zanka and why I've loved his his artists. There's just like such great entry points for, for anybody who's willing to, to collect. You've got the guard monoliths at the the top and then you've got everything in between. It's, it's And I get that there's a trepidation for how to release and, and exposure and all that. But, I mean, he's the quintessential... In my opinion, Tezos artists, but also uh, there's entry points all along the way. I mean, it's, it's still crazy to me that you can get a black or pink papered carbon um, project for like point two yeah point uh, two ETH. I just think it's such an underrated buy at this point that that should age well. Again, not financial advice, but it, it just it seems like such a no brainer to I agree. me. As we're pivoting into the the final stretch of this, I guess my question is uh, last question for me, and then we can give you a platform to say anything that you need to or want to. Do you feel like there's any artists that uh, you would like to shine a light on or under? Uh, not only say underappreciated, but underrepresented. You know, as as a top tier collector, who do you think?
2: Cool. I have I have a
1: people should be turning to I have to. a
2: pretty big collection so it can be tough to to uh, you know talk about people like people I think deserve a lot of light because a lot of people
1: deserve a lot of light. Uh well, I, I mean I go back to like Centrifugal, right? Like it's it's yeah. amazing to me that like the 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 project hasn't minted out. It's kind of sitting there, but I mean the artist is just so talented. Yeah. Entre tiempos. So there's so much going on. I just I'm waiting for that tipping point that that to me is uh, or the, they're they're so talented I just I'm waiting for that tipping point you know i
2: would I would say um nat sarristian is like so underrated uh, like a, a lot um but it, again it's like i'm i'm putting lights on people that and and there is a lot of people <laughs> i want to say yeah no we, we can <laughs> we can pivot if need be i obviously I, i'm not obviously asking to pick one favorites. that is getting a lot, a lot of love from from the community um and that i really appreciate also as a human being is Rootson. um uh Rootsen is amazing uh they were just in the the audience for a little while all right we'll have to I don't know, but yeah, Ruslan R- R- is like uh, we we have something, we are cooking something together, and, and it's it's a lot of fun, and the journey is a lot of fun. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean th- there's is, there's is a lot of people.
0: <laughs>
2: well, um, we, we 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 won't uh, force you to pick too many favorites. Um, there, I was, was, I was the question. last one. Sorry to interrupt, but the last mm-hmm. one is of course landlines. Mm-hmm. I think it's so, 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 so underrated. So, so. I agree with that.
0: I agree with that. Jared and I are both fans <laughs> of Line Lines. So they, their work is so clean. Uh, I know that's not a sophisticated way to put it, but that's what comes to mind. It's like crisp. I, I really oh, like it. And
2: it's so, so coherent. Coherent? Coherent? Is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, um, uh, Didi, there, there's a question from uh, Dario Lanza uh, who made Catharsis.
2: Oh,
1: awesome. He, he also. has a
0: question here. Yeah, in, in the the tweet, and he wanted to ask you, uh, in your opinion, what's the most important thing you consider when you're collecting art?
2: Um, that's a that's a good one. Um, I mean, it's a combination of the story that the artist want to, uh. Want to tell first and foremost because I'm, I'm i'm more of an artistic person than a technical person i would say so uh, obviously there is the technical because i i'm interested into that but i would say like the the, the story of the story the artist want to tell uh the visual um the aspect of the, the the pieces it's also very important to me because i again since i like i like to collect sets it has to make sense as a wall. Uh, sometimes I'm a bit disappointed when I collect a, 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 a collection and there is a few pieces in the collection that I think are very, you know, like below the quality of the rest. And I'm like, ah, bam, almost. Um, so the visual visual aspect and, 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 and obviously the last thing is like uh, uh, the artist. I don't know if that's enough of a good answer, but yeah. No, that's, that's a great answer. And I think that by the way, and, and by the way, the mm-hmm. Caras's project is very nice. Uh-huh.
1: Trying that now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, have, uh, I love them. How they, it's a really interesting and under appreciated dynamic of how they can, uh, they can pair. Yeah. You know, we're starting to see artists like Harvey rain or start to explore it so definitely ahead of its time and, and i love how it uh it integrated all of that connectivity 100 yeah, percent. well we wanted to give you uh, the the platform for the last two minutes and but also be respectful of everybody's time is there anything that you were Looking to to share or anything you wanted to to part with <laughs> any wisdom for everybody? I don't know if I have any wisdom.
2: I'm just uh, I'm just someone that is uh, pretty new to that. That yeah, maybe the thing I want to share is that I'm someone with pretty new to the to the stage and in the space. And uh, I don't think I'm like a very uh, I don't have a very art historical background. Uh, I'm just learning along the way uh i'm just uh making a lot of friends talking a lot to artists and collectors and i think that's what matters a lot um and uh just uh uh it's it's of course there is a lot of financial thing around uh, the space but i would say if you don't have that finance um uh, you have time so invest time and, and 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 talk to people and uh and uh and it's a good good space <laughs> to be in, to be honest. Way different than the startup one or where everything is political and everything. Here it's like very
1: open and, and lovely, I would say. <laughs> awesome. Well thank you for that. I'm I'm taking away authenticity, uh, and I appreciate you approaching this with uh an open mind and open discussion so thank you for everything you're doing and you, you may be newer to the space but you're definitely creating waves in a in a very positive fashion so people are listening and i appreciate you thank you thank you for letting me talk for almost an hour <laughs>
2: was a, was a lot of fun was a lot of fun
0: yeah thank, thanks for coming and sharing i mean people are really excited to hear from you we were really excited to chat with you so we really appreciate you, man, and looking forward to uh, hopefully meeting you in person soon. Definitely, uh,
2: maybe if you're in if you're in Paris or and you want to drink somewhere in a mirror, and um, I, I think I will be in the, in the next bright moment, so we can meet uh, in Buenos Aires.
0: Awesome, <laughs> we'll we'll find it that either there or, or the Paris of South America, as they call it. One, one of the two. <laughs> awesome, let's
2: do
1: that. And thank you all to all the listeners hopping in, not only live, but uh, in the future. Please feel free to engage. We're always available and in here to help you in your journey. So thank you for, for your time, even if it is at 1.5x in the future.
0: Always. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next Bye-bye. Time. Thank you.